So they reinforce the the neck with graffiti. Graphite. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a you know flame maple top and back. And I'm thinking ebony fingerboard. Like from a cast or ebony, you think? Yeah. It's an ebony Definitely. fingerboard. Maple uh, neck. Maple neck through neck. with I'm not sure what kind of stringers those are. Mahogany maybe? Mahogany. And what do you think is the core? Mahogany. Mahogany. So mahogany. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, and it has. I mean, it's original. It's all original. Um, you know, I mean, Ken Smith it's got is, the Ken Smith bridge on there. Yeah, Ken Smith was one of the first guys to basically make everything in house back in the day. I mean, this is 1990. This was kind of the the beginning of the the boutique bases. I mean, you could not walk into a store and play one of these unless you went to a base exchange, a base central, literally a place that was just or Ken Smith. Or Ken Smith. He went to yeah. his shop. Exactly. He went to his shop. So literally, they're his own tuners, I believe, right? The Smith tuners, which are probably licensed through whoever, Goto or whatever, mm -hmm. has the brass nut, brass the nut. signature brass nut, Ken Smith. That's all his own. Um, oh, you can see this on the top. Oh, yeah. It's got this interesting carving it's, on the back. It's called a volute, I think. Volute. A volute. Volute or volute. Something like that. Add a little more thickness to this yeah. part, of the, part of the neck. Because yeah. this is a good spot for it to break yeah so um ken smith pickups which are it's just as it just has its own sound i mean it has that ken smith thing mm -hmm. the pickups the, the bridge pickup is definitely 
way further and closer to the bridge. That neck pickup, you know. Uh, it I'm is not, where it is, it right? It is where it is, yeah. I'm not really sure exactly where it is in terms of. Hi, Sue Bob. Hi, hi Sue Bob. What's going on? You have to say hi to dogs. Uh, oh, and the bridge. Show them the bridge. That is That's Ken Smith's own machine bridge, which he, uh, I mean, it's. Crazy, know, right? Probably, I mean, you know, inspired by badasses or something, because, I mean, it's solid, you know. It reminds me of something that Fodera uses now. Yeah. Probably, I mean, this base, <laughs> Ken Smith probably, I mean, influenced so many people, you know. I mean, he's one of the guys, the original, um, yeah, boutique guys. Yeah. So Out of New York, right? New York. Out of New York, yeah, yeah. And this has the two-band Ken Smith preamp. So you've got master volume, and that master volume is a push-pull, active-passive. Pickup panning. Pickup pan. Pickup pan. Which is basically means that it selects the pickups. Yep. Front pickup. Bridge pickup or neck pickup. So when I turn this up, I'm getting neck pickup. Yeah. Center detent. Detent. When I feel that click, it's both. Both pickups. Yeah. And then we turn it. We go to the bridge pickup. Yeah. And then two bands. Preamp. Bass and treble. Okay. So this is this lower ring is your bass. Yeah. Trouble? Trouble, yeah. yeah. Pretty amazing. I mean, it's, and it has that signature Ken Smith in. You cannot get this kind of tone, I don't think, out of, out of too many bases other than the Ken Smith. And it just has a sound. Yeah, it's very distinctive sounding. Yeah, place. yeah. Nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Yeah, and string spacing wise, you're looking maybe 18.5, 18-ish. It's not 19, but uh, you know, it's it, it, it's 18. 18. Yeah, it's respectable. I mean, I feel very comfortable on it. So, yeah, big old dots. Yeah, the dots are huge. Big old dots. Yeah. Even the side dots are larger. Yeah, and the way that it hangs too is kind of has its own thing because usually. This bout and where the strap button would go would be where the twelfth fret is. So that's here. Mm -hmm. So it actually feels like it's sitting further. Up. Yeah, exactly. So it's just a little, you know, a little different feeling. I mean, it's it's great, man. And um, this belonged to a, a very good mutual friend of ours who passed away a few years ago, Bill Bishke, and I am ridiculously honored to actually just be the caretaker of the bass. Uh -huh. So I'm taking care of it and I just get to play it and I get to, uh, it, it, it's, it's amazing. I feel very fortunate to actually have it. I so. used to see Bill play this bass. Dude. Yeah. And yeah. I took lessons from Bill. Yeah. Yeah. I used to see him play in the strangers, the, the, not the strangers, the, um, gnarly bras, gnarly bras. Yeah. Yeah. He'd play in, uh, Phil. Yeah. So it's, it's a special bass for sure. And every time I play it, it's, it's just, yeah. It has that, it has kind of a pseudo hollowish compressed thing, you know. So it's 34 inch scale. 34. 34 inch scale, neck through body. Um, yeah, and Bill, I, I used to see Bill play it all the time too. It was, yeah, it was amazing. It just sounded, it, I mean, it's... It is a an iconic piece of bass history for sure. I think without a doubt. I, I think mean, Bill was a big part of my bass playing life. Yeah, yeah. And I used to see him play this thing. I took lessons from him. 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely an exceptional instrument. Yeah. It's incredibly made. I mean, it's, you know, 99, and he played the crap out of it, too. I mean, you can see the wear and tear. You can see belt buckle rash. Did he buy this in 1990? Dude, he bought it brand new. Controls are set in the middle. Man, that's a great 
So the other thing is this body thinner, like like it looks it's thinner. thinner. So I think that's another Ken Smith kind of uh, what did I say? I, um, Maybe one and a half inches as opposed to one and three quarter. Yeah, Fender style. What would it? Um, one of his uh, innovations, mm -hmm. I should say. You know, it's like right. Yeah, because before that you had the Fender P bass, the Gibsons that were thicker, and he kind of innovated the thinner body. So yeah. guys I think because yeah. I remember back in the 90s and just playing like oh I want five string bass and I you, everyone I played like they had like skinny spacing these super narrow spacing yeah. like they would take yep. like a jazz bass and just like kind of cram could take a four string bass neck yeah and, and cram five strings yeah, there. But yeah, they, yeah like the strings would be this close and like oh I want to I can't play that yeah you know I mean and you know I remember they'd make six string basses with that wide spacing yeah. And of course, back in 1990, you'd never seen. You, you was just like, oh, that's a motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it had to be like that. And you know, he had the vision and, and the. He knew. Yeah, he, he knew. knew. Like, oh, we gotta yeah. make it. We gotta make but, it. And he, and he had some pretty rad people helping, like Anthony Jackson, right? I mean, Anthony Jackson. Jackson was a huge. Uh, what would it be? Uh, extended range basis. You know, extend yeah. that down to down to a low B and make it stout. And make it. Uh, yeah. Make it audible, and so you can feel it too. Right. So yeah, and play it with your you yeah. know, get your fingers in between the strings and yeah, and do and your do stuff. Do your boogie the boogie the chop it the chop it the boogie the. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, it's a it's an incredible. Again, I feel very uh, incredibly fortunate to actually just have this in my kind of possession as a caretaker. So yeah, yeah, Bill. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. And it's just got wear. It's just it, it. It is real world relic. <laughs> yeah, it is real world. It's been played so, and loved. And yeah, not but, abused, but no. used. Yeah, and bought brand new at the time. So yeah, so all this was put in there by one man. Yep, who made his living playing. Yeah, song. yeah. And there's probably pencil marks because remember how he used to write stuff down? Yeah, he would yeah. write on there. So it probably has some pencil marks. Yeah. Somewhere, I think so. <laughs> belt buckle rash, pencil marks. There's a lot of belt buckle yeah. rash. Yeah. And again, this bass is bone stock, uh, obviously, except for the strings. <laughs> but everything is stock on it, man. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. It, it's a great, it's, it's an incredible piece of bass history, for sure, in, the, in terms of evolution of, um, yeah, of the five string basses and, and the boutique. Boutique basses. Quote unquote boutique. 
basses. So, yeah, yeah. We were, like let's not make a jazz bass or a P bass or think outside the box and yeah. make something completely different. Ken Smith had this vision and he made it. Yeah, pretty incredible, man. Yeah, yeah it's a great instrument. Big heads. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> for some reason, I think that that might be. Yeah, I I forget. I have to look into it. I'll try to look into it. Um, but that might be. They might have gone to a smaller headstock back in the day because I I've seen some posts somewhere where they talk about the Ken Smith with the big headstock. Like that's kind of a, oh, really? a thing. So yeah. Huh. So, anyways, but it's uh, yeah, and it's one hundred percent gigable for sure. Like I, I do, like yeah. And this is actually getting me so that inspired because I, I want to gig it now. <laughs> I'm gonna take it out. <laughs> you should. So yeah, take it out and play it. Cool, huh? Man, yeah, I love it. Cool. Okay. All right. Oh, and another thing, the inset. Yeah, I think oh, you were yeah. one of the first people to do these inset. One of there might have been recess started. strap locks. Recess strap locks. These are the uh, Jim Dunlop, I think. Yeah, the the ones with the little push button, little things that go in. Yeah, I remember being a kid button. seeing that these reset. I don't know if you can see that. Oh yeah, you can see it right there. Are you getting this camera guy? <laughs> you better be doing well. Yeah, do good, my agent. And then on the, the bottom, guy too. has to get all these shots in there. And he might have been one of the first guys that put that bottom strap button up a little bit. You see know what I mean? That, see that? In, yeah, instead of it being boom right there, kind of moved it up there. So it's a whole new, it's a different... Um, it's a different balance. It's different than jazz bass, P bass, you yeah. know? It's just, uh, yeah. It's got, definitely got its own sound. Yeah, so it's pretty beautiful. You dig? I dig. You guys I dig? I think you're going to dig it. It's do good. It's a, uh, yeah, iconic little piece of bass history. And and it has a little bit more of a personal thing with us because we knew Bill, yeah. we knew the owner. So, Bill. Yeah, man, miss him too. His bass lives on, man. Yeah. I'm going to play it this weekend on the gigs. Take it and play it. So there we go. All right, guys, this was Steve Araujo. Howard Ollier. On Two Dudes, One Bass. Good to have, uh, wait, good to see you back? Good to be back? It's good, good to, to be back. Good season to be back. Two. There you go. All right. We got another season, man. Another yeah. season. So stay tuned. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.